This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with Marquette University track and field athlete, Jared Humphrey. Jared, we appreciate the time this evening. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Like I said, I'm excited and I'm blessed to be on your guys' podcast. Of course. Yeah, we really appreciate you, you know, taking the time and joining us. So to to start this episode, I'd like to ask you, you know, what have you been up to lately? I know you're currently in the off season getting ready for the indoor season. So what have you been doing lately to prepare yourself? I've been actually doing a lot of NIL, NIL stuff with post game. Um, it's a really great um, way to get your name out there um, to use your image and likeness um, your social media. Um, so post games actually given me a really good opportunity to work with like Crocs. Um, that was a big one. Um, and Clark's shoe company. Um, and I'm also working with track barn with Ryan. He's the sponsor of that. So that's what I've been doing, but um, you know, just getting ready for the season, getting back into the shape that I was in um, and getting back into the groove of racing again after not competing for almost two years. And a big thing that I had to focus on focus on was changing my diet. I've struggled with an eating disorder um, since I was young and running at um, a high division one level. It's very challenging um, and it's something I've constantly struggled with um, even to this day. And it plays a huge role in my training. So like some days I could just not feel energized um, or slow do the stuff that I'm not putting in my body to fix with that. Um, like last season, um, when I got to Marquette, um, I was meeting with like our um, dietitian, our nutritionist and like a therapist to help me get over my fear of like the eating disorder. Um, so I've been taking some like um, Ollie vitamins to help with like um, putting the right nutrients in my body that I'm not getting from foods. So I've been really focusing on changing my diet, especially this upcoming season. And besides that, you know, just the daily ice baths, using hot tubs um, after the workouts help recover and just making sure I'm staying healthy this off season. Um, that's huge for me, especially going into my last season. Wow. Very, very interesting. Very brave of you also to mention that you're overcoming that, you know, being self-conscious of that eating disorder and kind of overcoming that Go a little bit more into detail about that. You know, you you said you mentioned a little bit that you got that when you were younger and that's been a challenge for you. And then there's been times where you've, you'll go days without, you know, eating certain types of food, you know, go into more detail and like how, 
that's just changed and impacted your life? Like I said, since I was younger, maybe about, I want to say eight, um, I've been doing, I've been doing track since I was eight. I, um, I also am huge into soccer, but that's something later on. But, um, since I was young, I've struggled with like an eating disorder. Like I said, it's just the fear of trying like new foods that I'm not accustomed to. So I remember like when I was younger and I would go to track meets in like high school or middle school, I would be the person to eat a chocolate donut and drink lemonade and then go run at a fast pace. But now there's, there's no way that I could do that, especially at this level. There's just no way in the training. I've realized like coming into like this level now, all of that, like my eating disorder, all those foods that I, that I'm not putting in my body is definitely catching up to me. And, um, I can feel that some days just, uh, like I said, it's just like, I could feel droggy, um, tired and just stuff like that. I'm not performing at like the highest level that I need to be at. And I know I could be at, it came to my attention that I needed to address it. So Marquette had great resources. Like I said, um, our nutritionist and like meeting with a therapist on campus helped me come over that. And I have actually added into my diet. It may sound crazy. I used to not eat fruit like at all. So like I've added watermelon and grapes and that's strictly what I've been eating a lot of. And I've never had a vegetable, never. So, and it's very shocking to people. So, and I know a lot of runners <laughs> eat vegetables and fruit and I'm just now coming into the game of that. So like my parents said, when they, uh, they thought maybe this was something that I would grow out of by the time, like I got to this level, but it, it just hasn't. So, um, I'm very, I'm very fortunate that, uh, Marquette has allowed me to have access to this and to help me overcome that fear. Well, fortunately we will not, uh, giving you any vegetables after the podcast. We're not going to be force feeding <laughs> you anything. Hey, if there's pizza after that, that's, I legit eat pizza every, every single day. (laughs) Like that's my go-to food. When we first started, you had a two-year break you've had a two-year break of not competing. You originally started your career at Valparaiso from COVID and deciding to redshirt, you know, it's been a long time since you've competed. You know, how have you handled that situation from a physical standpoint, which you've provide a little bit of context for, but also on the mental side. Yeah, it's definitely been a rough two years for me. Um, Mentally, it was challenging. I'm not even going to lie. I was constantly thinking if I'd be able to um, be back at that level of running again that I was. And especially once COVID hit and then having to sit out due to transfer rules, um, it was very challenging and definitely hard for me. It was almost like I was retraining all over again as a track athlete. And there was times where I even thought about stepping away from track because of all the different roadblocks. But in myself, I was never a quitter. I wasn't born that way and I wasn't shaped that way. So I decided to use those roadblocks as motivation. um, And I'm blessed to be in the position I am today. And just younger me would, this is what I've dreamed of ever since I was younger. So the younger me wouldn't have liked me quitting. So I definitely didn't want to step away from track and coming out of Valpa, I was in very great shape, um, both running wise and competing wise. I was feeling very confident leaving Valparaiso and then heading into Marquette, but then sitting out, I kind of lost that confidence in me. And that is something that I've been working on even to this day at Marquette. 
once leaving Valpo and sitting out because of transfer rules, it was like a setback for me. But um, I was also fortunate to adjust to the new environment for both track and field and the schooling wise here at Marquette and how things were operated here at Marquette in the track and field program. So honestly, it was kind of like a blessing to have um, to set out due to transfer rules because it was allowing me to adjust to this new environment and this new higher level um, being in the Big East and being around a great group of uh, athletes here that are constantly willing to work. So it was honestly a, it was actually a blessing for me. Who was your biggest motivator or maybe a person that you looked up to, to help you get through that period of not wanting to quit? I would say definitely my father. My father was a track and field athlete. Um, he was a football player um, at the Division II level for St. Joe College. So my dad definitely has helped me through this and keeping me focused mentally and making sure that I'm staying um, on track um, with my goals, especially. Like I said, my dad always brought up younger me. This is This is what I've always wanted. So um, I'm blessed to be here and my dad has just been my biggest motivator. Um, and along with my trainer back at home, coach Clark, he's, he's helped me tremendously, especially on the off season, keeping me, um, on the right track. Um, some athletes could have just gave up, but he, he sees a lot of potential in me. So I was blessed to get to work with my trainer back at home and he helped me a lot along with my father. So yeah, I was very blessed to have that. Yeah, that's that's really good to have that person really providing you inspiration. Now, what what do you say is the biggest comparison, some similarities, some differences that you've noticed between Marquette and Valparaiso? Definitely the difference is the competition level going from Missouri Valley. There were some great athletes in the Missouri Valley Conference. But just transitioning, I know it's my first year in the Big East, but there's a lot of weapons in the Big East. The competition level is tremendous. And um, back at Valpo is a smaller environment. Here, it's a pretty big environment. Um, we have about 90, 90 kids on our team. So all of us are willing to work and everyone just pushes one another. And definitely the coaching staff here, Coach Rogers, he cares about you as a track athlete and an individual. He knows you're more than a track athlete. Um, he makes sure that we're taken care of on and off the track. So that was an easy transition coming, coming into Marquette. I was, I was grateful for my time at Valpo, um, both like on the track and off the track. Um, I just knew that a lot of changes were going on um, at the time during that program. So um, I feel like it was best for me um, both mentally and physically to adapt to a new environment. So that's when I entered the transfer portal um, and came to Marquette. And like I said, Milwaukee's a great city. Yeah, it's cold, but it's it's a very great city. So um, that's been a huge plus to being here at Marquette as well. Now you compete in the hurdles. What really grew your interest in into that? And, you know, how have you been able to achieve or at least try to achieve the success in that area? Um, yeah. So what got me interested in, in hurdling um, when I was younger, I'd watch my older sister who also did track. Um, I, I remember going to track meets with my parents and I would just watch these young athletes just 
line up on the line and these obstacles just in the way of them. So um, watching them run as fast as they could and jump over those obstacles, I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Um, and I knew that was something that um, I wanted to um, get into. And I remember going home when I was younger and putting a recycling bin up in the grass and just running and jumping over it like it was a hurdle. So um, that's when I really uh, gained love for it. And like I said, my father, um, he ran track and field in high school. So, and he was a very great hurdler in high school too. Um, and my dad made me PVC, uh, PVC pipe hurdles. So I used those at home. So that also gained my interest. And just, I remember breaking um, the middle school record um, for hurdles. And then that's when I really thought, hey, like, this is my calling. Like, this is, this is what I want to do when I'm older. Now, very early on in this episode, you talked about NIL deals. You have a deal that's going on right now for Crocs. How did you get in touch with them? And also, do you own many pairs? Um, so actually, Postgame um, reached out to me. Um, Jake, he's a creator. He um, saw like my following count on my Instagram. Um, he just saw um, just like how my account was. And he thought I'd be a great um, addition to the Postgame athlete family. So um, I was like, you know what? Yeah, like I'll use my likeness and image. So uh, I was very blessed to do that. Um, it's been really fun and exciting, honestly. And honestly, I own about four pairs of Crocs and they're very comfortable. So I recommend getting them. So, yeah. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. So you are a soccer player as well as a track athlete, as you mentioned uh, earlier. Um, how much has having that soccer background translated to being a track athlete? Um, honestly, it helped me a lot, especially in high school. Um, like I said, soccer was my first sport. I did it since I was three. Um, soccer was soccer is a huge part of my life, and I'm missing it to this day still. Soccer just never worked out for me, especially in my college career. Um, coming out of high school, um, I had Division One looks for soccer, um, and then coming out of high school, I had Division One looks for track. But it was very hard finding um, a university that would allow me to do both soccer and track at such a high level. And I, I, I was originally committed to Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, um, Maryland. Um, and they were going to let me do both soccer and track, but then the soccer coach got fired. So then that didn't work out. And then um, I was going to play soccer at Valparaiso and then that soccer program got cut. So it was like, geez, like is soccer, like even supposed to, work out for me in college. So um, I stuck to track and honestly, soccer, all the running has helped me tremendously, especially my endurance. It's helped a lot. So soccer definitely did play a huge role for track as well. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of track teammates in high school and college who have a, a uh, soccer background. And we had uh, one, one, uh, one woman on the, our uh, track team that was 
also on the soccer team as well at our at Emporia State. And so it definitely, definitely a great sport to do for uh, both track and then tr- and soccer because they both really correlate very well together. Yeah, 100%. I agree. So you've done various events in track. Uh, the hurdles is like the thing that you really love to do. But I saw like you also have done the 800. You've done some, uh, I think, long jump and high jump and you've ran a 200 meters. What event do you like uh, besides the hurdles? So I, I absolutely love long jump. Uh, I only ran the 800 once and my coach did that just as like for endurance wise and never put me in it again. Mm-hmm. I was not a huge fan of the 800. I was like, yeah, no way. I love the four by four. Um, that's another one of my events. I just love the atmosphere, the competitiveness. I love it, especially doing it with my teammates. But other than the 400 hurdles, I would have to say my favorite event is four by four. Yeah, four. I always love watching the four by four, whether it's at a high school or college meet, usually the last event and you just see all the energy you see. High school, it's great because like all the people in the infield just run on one side and then run on the other. It's just such an exciting event to watch on the track. So you're currently right now a uh, a um, sports broadcasting major, and you're also a uh, current barstool athlete, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, are you shooting to be in the sports media field, and which part of it do you see yourself in that industry? Um, so I could do a variety of things. Um, I want to stay, definitely. I want to stay around sports. It's something I love. I either do want to be, um, a sports broadcast broadcaster, whether that be for women's basketball, men's basketball, but I also would like to get into the coaching field. Um, being a division one coach one day for track and field is definitely something that I, I want to do, but I do want to keep running as long as I can. So whether that be like overseas or unattached or just something doing that. But that's something that I definitely want to strive for. But if not, I still have my degree to rely on, which I do want to make a living in the coaching field. Talk a little bit more about being a barstool athlete. Like what are some of the like perks that uh, you get as a uh, barstool college athlete? Um, We get like the cool, <laughs> like the shirts. Um, We get like the hats that you see a lot of people wearing. Um, Those are really the only stuff that I've gotten um, was just like the shirts, uh, a barstool flag, the barstool hat. Like I said, those are like the three main things that I've gotten. So it's pretty fun just repping it, like posting on your social media so people can see. So it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Have you ever had to got the opportunity to interact with the barstool guys? Um, I actually haven't. Very good. Uh, yeah, I, I always I enjoy listening to this, the podcast and I've been to the uh, college football show in person and it's just they are they do a really good job. And yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, during your uh, college career so far, uh, what's been your favorite indoor uh, track venue you've raced at? Indoor, I would have to say um, definitely in Indiana University. Um, I love like the banked elevated curve track. It just feels like you're running on clouds. Like it just, there's something about like a curved bank track that every track and field athlete just loves. That's a good one. Outdoor, definitely when I was in the Missouri Valley was definitely Drake. I definitely enjoyed Drake Stadium, especially because it's just like 
it's focused on just track. Like, it's just cool how the seating goes all the way around the track. It's just, it's very neat. We did, was that the Drake Relays? No, it was actually just like a, um, like a, it was like a head-to-head -head just with Drake and then Valpo. Oh, that, that's, that's pretty, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been to, I've never been to Drake before. I've, I've, I've been to Hayward Field. I've worked the track meet there, but I never competed there. And I really lo love uh, Hayward Field. It's probably my favorite. Pretty ridiculous. KU, I've, ra I've raced at. That one's probably like my favorite one I would say I've raced at. So it's an outdoor track. But uh, have you ever raced on a three three hundred meter track? Um, indoor I have. Um, and it was at Notre Dame, but their three hundred track Notre Dame has a really good three hundred meter indoor track. My favorite, I think, I I, I like the uh, three hundred meter track is my personal favorite. I'm also a distance runner and the and two hundred meter banked. I I like I don't mind the banked, but it's just more laps for me. No, I feel I feel you. I prefer longer. less laps the better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, my last question for you is any advice would you give to those that are chasing a dream, whether it's on the track or just in general? Um, I would say never give up, especially like with me um, having it, it just hasn't gone my way, especially um, feeling like I've never got really settled into a university um, and having a consistent back-to-back -back track and track and field season. Um, so I would say just trust the process um, and everything comes back full circle and to bet on yourself. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Um, I would say your biggest bet is just to bet on yourself and everything will align and just trust God and the process and everything will happen for a reason. Very good. I love that. Yeah um jared we we appreciate you providing some some advice a lot of backstory into your your path to the college level as you mentioned many times you are a barstool athlete you do crocs in game a lot of these but you know for for people who have a social media profile social media presence you said that you're very big in that type of field what are some social media avenues, some outlets that you'd be willing to promote that people can reach out to you? Um, so definitely I'm, I'm big on Instagram. I love Instagram. So my Instagram is um, Jared underscore Humphrey. Um, and I use Instagram every day. It's probably my go-to platform. And I just, I just love Instagram. Jared. Hey man, we really appreciate you coming on and talking about everything from your career to um growing up and you know sam and i enjoyed uh talking with you yeah thank you guys for having me like i said i'm i'm excited to be here and i hope someone uh, listens to this and someone may be struggling with an eating disorder and i hope that it inspires them to overcome that as well totally thank you for also supporting our uh, our uh, our podcast yeah no thank you guys
For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.